0: How is everybody? Good. yeah, good good crowd today. You are oh so unpredictable. One week there 's half a crowd next week there 's a whole crowd it 's so good so good to have so many of you here today so if you weren 't here last week, we have started the a series in the Gospel of John. We will often pick a book of the Bible and we will go through it. So it's going to be for some months. So I am encouraging you to read the Gospel of John in the New Testament and familiarize yourself with it. But I also told you last week that we are literally going to spend, like, between last week and Christmas in what is called the prologue um, and the first chapter of the Gospel of John. So we're going to go through it slowly. It's a beautiful passage of Scripture, and I would like to read part of it Uh, today as we get started. So grab a Bible and turn with me to John chapter 1, page numbers up on the screen. If you didn't bring a Bible, uh, there should be one around you. Uh, John chapter 1. And uh, today we're going to read about half of the prologue. I am going to uh, read, first of all, the few verses that we dealt with last week. That message is available on our website if you'd like to go back and watch it, if you missed. Um, And then uh, we're going to move on into the next verses. So we started with verses 1 through 3. Let me begin reading and you can follow along. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Last week, we learned, who is the Word? Jesus. Jesus. Very good. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. Now, the Word, or who again? Jesus gave life to everything that was created And his life brought light to everyone. Say, light to everyone. everyone. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world, all right, we 're going to stop there. So last week, uh, we learned a little bit about the word, um, the word for the Word, uh, in both Greek and Hebrew. And uh, we learned that for John's readers, um, this idea of Jesus as the Word, it conveyed uh, the activity of God. It, it was a kind of a, an action word. Uh, It involves the creativity of God. And for the Greeks, it really helped them to understand that God is the one who um, holds things together in life and promises, um, uh, gives us his promises and direction. And today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, darkness. Know anything about darkness? Um, We're going to talk about light. And we're going to talk about life. Um, so, uh, I, have a, I have a quick joke, and uh, I want to tell you, because I know that um, in our church, a percentage, but it's not everybody, not, in fact, even most of us uh, deal with some substance use addiction. Um, and so, for those who don't, um, it's it can be confusing when we joke about ourselves. <laughs> yeah. But it's important to us. My wife left a note on the fridge that said, It's not working. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to my mom's. Confused and extremely worried, I slowly opened the fridge door. The light came on and the beer was still cold. What the heck does she mean? All right. here's our question for today. How has Jesus brought light into your darkness? Um, So if you'd like to answer the question, uh, Bill and James are going to run the mics. You stand up, speak directly in the mic, give us a brief answer. Um, And uh, I know it's a deep question and can go a lot of different ways. Hope a few of you would be willing to help us get started. So stand up, speak directly in the mic. Here we go, Jason. Hello, I'm Jason um jesus brought into my light into my darkness um 241 days of sobriety that's thank you that was that's the biggest thing i've gotten following him and him walking with me through my day and my mom um it's just great it's a blessing I'm, i'm grateful for this church everybody in it and just thank you everybody thanks jason good job all right who else would be willing to share with us today Hi, Lighthouse. I'm Louisa. And just recently, I have been struggling with my mental health. And um, the thing about it is that, like, with my relationship with Christ and stuff, I'm able to bounce back a lot quicker than I used to. Thank you, Louisa. Who else would be willing to share today? All right, Jerry, good to see you today. Buenos dias. Uh, Jesus has brought light into my darkness by opening my eyes and showing me that I'm far from perfect. We all have insecurities and fears, and that uh, I'm chemically dependent. And, um, you know, I accept that. And I accept all people for who they are, because hurt people hurt people. And people are people. Um, people that know me know that know who my higher power is. And I'm truly blessed to be here. And my mom told me today to get my uh, my butt to church and she was gonna tan my buns while it's already they're already tan. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Good job, mom. All right. Hello, my name is Maria. (coughs) Um, Jesus brought light into my darkness recently because um, I tried to take my own life two times in the last week, and I believe that Jesus is working through um, two people here at the lighthouse to bring me back here, and I am just eternally grateful. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Maria. It's good to see you, Maria. All right. Anybody else? All right. Uh, Good morning, everyone. I'm Jamie. Um, Well, Jesus has brought me into this beautiful community with people who can love me and who I can love. Even when I can't love myself, they love me. And it gives me an opportunity to be vulnerable about my feelings and to be honest and to grow. Thank you, Jamie. All right. Oh, going back. Yeah. Have you answered before? Maybe. Long time ago. My name is Cindy. I'm an addict and alcoholic. And Jesus helped me restore my relationship. With my kids and my grandkids that I tried to destroy in my using So yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. And they're here today, some of them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Good right. morning. Uh, I'm Rich, and uh, at the risk of sounding corny, uh, Jesus brought light into my darkness by lighthouse. Yeah. Thank you, Rich. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name's Jessica, and um, there was a time when I was being spiritually attacked by a dark force, and um, I just, I remember saying the Lord's prayer at an AA meeting, um, and that, um, and just calling out to Jesus, um, he, that's how he brought um, light into oh. my life um, when I was in the darkness. Oh. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's good to see you, Jessica. Yeah. Uh, my name is Chris. Greatful Act in Recovery. Um, Jesus is my light, and He just, as long as I follow that light, I'm never in darkness. So that's yeah. all I need to do is follow Him. All right. All right, Chris. Thank you, Chris. So I think we'll wrap up there. Um, boy, great answers, and I love the, um, I love the variety, the the openness and transparency, and uh, I love that time. Um, with you. So I want to read verses 4 and 5 again uh, from chapter 1. It says, The Word, this this active Word that brings promise and holds things together, this Word gave life to everything that was created, and this life brought light to everyone, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. All right, so I have another joke. My son, my son was spending too much time playing computer games. So I said, "Son, when Abraham Lincoln was your age, he was studying books by the light of a fireside." He considered this for a moment and replied, "When Abe Lincoln was your age, he was president of the United States." When I was young, yes, I was a kid once, um, a long time ago. When I was young, we neighborhood kids played a game called Kick the Can. We didn't have video games or electronics, Uh, we didn't have the plethora of toys that my kids had or my grandkids have. We had a can, a bucket. And we were happy with it. (laughs) Just wanted to say that. All right. Kick the can was often played around dusk um, as it was getting dark. And I'm not going to explain the whole game and all of the rules to the deprived younger generation here. But this can sat in the front yard Under a a streetlight, someone was it, and their job was to capture all the other people playing the game. Their job was to kick the can without getting caught or touched. If they did, there was victory. It was an awesome game. Uh, It was played at dusk so that those who were not it could be protected by the dark. You could hide in the dark when you played kick the can. (laughs) As I got older, I learned that hiding in darkness is part of life. As I struggled with my own impulses and behaviors and thoughts, darkness often became a place to hide. It becomes that part of our lives that no one else needs to know about. We don't need to talk about it because no one would understand anyway. Anybody with me? Now, for some who spend time in the darkness, which we all have, for some, God becomes it. He's it. And his job is to catch us screwing up. Or his job is to capture us. And so, in order to play the game in the darkness, we tend to avoid him. Um, Or we might say we really don't believe in him because we want to hide from not only God, but the people in our lives when we're in the darkness. Now, as we journey through life darkness, uh, the darkness can come in many different forms. We know all about darkness in this church. Um, Darkness can be a place of Well, self-will run riot, Uh, secret sins, addiction, depression, anxiety, broken relationships, chaos, hopelessness, loneliness, grief, despair, fear. I probably could have gone on, but I decided to stop there. Hmm. Um, I remember um, the, uh, the darkest times in my life. Um, And I remember the darkest time like it was yesterday. Um, It was a time where I was trapped in my addiction and my depression. And uh, I was in between drunkenness and sobriety. And I remember that feeling of desperation, of feeling alone, even though there were people um, around me. Um, I remember the feeling of hopelessness, like, I am never going to get this. Um, and um, I remember, I remember um, a time when I was um, in the basement of our house, and it just felt cold. And it wasn't pitch dark, but it just felt dark. It's a different kind of darkness, and at that time, God seemed a million miles away. Is there anybody here who knows what I'm talking about? All right. So as I share all of that, I am well aware that some of you might be in one shade of darkness right now or another. Uh, some of you here today may be in a dark place. Um, when Beth and I and some of you set out to start this new ministry uh, we took the name of our ministry very seriously. Um, we, of course, chose Lighthouse um, because we, we thought, you know, everybody experiences these dark times in life of one sort or another, um, and we need light. Um, you know, here's the thing. I want you to know this. Lighthouse is not the answer to all of the, you know, struggles or questions that you have. Um, but it... Points. That's the cool thing about a lighthouse. A lighthouse um, points to what is the safety and the true answer, the security, uh, the peace and the serenity. And so, um, as long as we are alive in this place, um, we're going to shine. You know, the light of lighthouse. But we all know that it's the light of Christ that we can share with others that will bring the kinds of things that people are searching for. Amen? That's what we're about here. Um, And if you're new, uh, that's what we're about here. And we want to talk a little bit about that light today um, and what that means for our lives. John chapter 8, verse 12 says this. Jesus spoke to the people once more, and he said, I am the light of the world. If anyone will follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Because you will have the light that leads to life. You know, I read that verse and I think about how, you know, in the times of the darkness in my life, um, I wasn't walking with Jesus very closely. Huh? We'll talk about that in a little bit. And so, um, you know, John chapter 1, you're going to find these themes throughout John. If you hang with us as we go through the Gospel of John, you know, he comes back again and again to light and to life. Uh, In John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, the Word gave life to everything that was created, and Jesus' life, the Word's life, brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. What a promise. You know, when I uh, prepare for um, our time together, I usually will do a little reading of some commentaries and some things about the passages that I'm focusing on. And uh, one of the ones that I often will go back to is kind of a shorter commentary. It's very practical, um, and uh, it's fairly old. Uh, It was written by a guy by the name of William Barclay, and uh, he shared um, three things that just really kind of jumped out at me as really relevant for us here. Um, so I wanted to share them with you today. Um, he says um that the light of Jesus does certain things for us. And the first thing it does is the light of Jesus puts chaos to flight. In other words, it kind of you know get you know it moves the chaos away from our lives. And I think you know, I think that that is so true and so cool. You know, last week, when we were talking about uh, the beginning of john's gospel, we we said that it sounded so much like, uh, the original creation story back in Genesis chapter 1. And so uh, we looked at a little bit of that. And if you might remember, there was kind of chaos in this nothingness. And then God created light, and the light begins to bring order uh, to the world. And, you know, the reality is, is that um, when we are in darkness, there tends to be more chaos. But when we are in light... Light shining on the darkness tends to make the chaos less. It puts it to flight, uh, brings order to our lives. Um, Now, chaos is another way, I think, of summing up all the things that we listed just a little while ago. In darkness, life can seem out of control or out of our control. Uh, Jesus um, doesn't take all the struggles away that we have in life um, I'd love to tell you that was true. If you're here searching today, and you're thinking, "Well, man, if this light's going to take all the struggles away," while well, you're in the wrong place, uh, it's not true. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take all the struggles away. In fact, might even add a couple to your list. Um, but what I can promise you, and I, and I, there's lots of people in this room who can tell you the same thing what he's going to do is he's going to bring a sense of order into your life. And he's going to bring a sense of peace and serenity into your life. And he's going to bring people into your life that are, that are going to begin to give you this feeling like, you know what, no matter what happens, I think I'm going to be okay. Right? I think no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. Because I'm not in charge, God is in charge, right? Right? And and the promise is that he loves me, that he's got my back, right? All right. You know, one of the things that I have found interesting um, over my years at Lighthouse here is, is I, I hear this all the time. I hear people say, you know, I come here and I walk in the doors and it's like, oh, like something is removed or I feel a little bit lighter. And I think that's so interesting. I mean, you know, it's, of course, we all come here with stuff usually that needs to be, you know, lifted. And, and so um, I, 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 think that, I think that it's important for us to acknowledge that, you know, part of that is the community and part of that is the fellowship and the support and the encouragement. Um, part of it is that I can come here and I can just be myself and I'm, you know, I'm gonna be accepted and okay. But a big part of that, um, a big part of that is literally the sense of light that Jesus brings to the chaos that that I experience in my life. And that's what we want to hold on to, and that's what we want to provide. If you're looking for your chaos to somehow become less, um, it can be found in Jesus, and we can help you find that. All right, so uh, the light of Jesus puts chaos to flight. (coughs) Number two... Um, the light of Jesus is a revealing light. Now, this one isn't always that pleasant. This one isn't always that pleasant. Um, so here's, here's what um, Barclay means, here's, here's what I mean. Um, the light of Jesus will show you how things really are. Ouch. Hmm. You know, one of the things I often will do is stand up here on this line of growth, and you've seen me do it, some of you, a million times. This is where we've been. This is where we're going. Um, And I I try to share to you, because this is something that I learned that's been so important in my journey. Every day it's important for us to get up, stand up on this line and say, okay, where am I today? How am I today? You know, my Doing okay. I'm glad I'm not back there, but I know I'm still on a, you know, have got a long ways to go. Um, I feel that every day. But where am I today? Um, one of the things that I've, I've taught you and I, I want to remind you of today is that um, when we talk about sin in the church, I know that word kind of freaks people out sometimes a little bit. And um, like, what, what is sin? Well, from a pure biblical definition, um, the Greek word for sin means to miss the mark or miss the target. So it's like, you know, you've maybe got a bow and you're going to shoot at a target and you shoot at the target and you don't only miss the bullseye, you miss the whole target. That's what sin means. It's missing the target. Um, And and I think even the person who really isn't real sure about what they think about God or church or much, you know, Jesus Christ, um, my guess is pretty much everybody in this room um, can say, you know, I've missed the target quite a bit in my life. Um. Another description is, you know, we've got this path that we're on and um, I, I love this image because I think what happens sometimes is like we get off of the path. And um, we kind of start going our own direction. You know? Um, you know how sheep get off the path they're on? They graze off the path. They just like are eating. And next thing you know, they're Way over here and not over there that 's kind of the that's kind of the another definition for sin is you you kind of get off the path um you 're now over here and uh one of the one of the interesting um, things that I think you will find if you believe in Jesus, if you are kind of pursuing a spiritual relationship with christ um, and his family. Is that there are going to be moments of clarity when Jesus' light shines on you, and you are going to realize, holy cow, how did I get so far off the path, um, or how did I miss the target that far and not see it at the time? And um, you know, I think that that one thing that we need to know is that is that you know Jesus' light. Um, reveals that to us, not because God is mad at us, but because God wants us back on the path or on the target. You know, step one, uh, if you're a twelve step, you know, program person, is you know includes this idea that you know my life has become unmanageable. It's become chaotic when I've gotten off that path or I've missed that target. I want you to know that if you are searching spiritually, my guess, my gut says that you will want a higher power who will help you see things the way they really are. As hard as it is, we're going to want a higher power who's going to help us to see things the way they really are. It can be hard but necessary and important And I always want you to know, I want you to know this, that Jesus will do this with love and grace. You see, Jesus himself tells this story. He says um, that, that here's how God works through Jesus Christ. Like there's this shepherd, and he's got a flock of 100, and he's caring for the flock. And one day he realizes, I only have 99 here. What happened to the one? It says literally he leaves the 99, he goes after the one off the path, he finds the one, and, he, and he, doesn't, he doesn't scold the one, doesn't beat the sheep, doesn't send them to hell. He picks them up and lovingly and graciously brings them back to the flock. That is cool. And so when Jesus shines light on your darkness and you think, oh my and, you know, you deal with sh- guilt and shame. I know I'm not the only person who's ever dealt with that. Um, there's this sense that, um, okay, um, Jesus, help me, me get back on track. Uh, third thing that um, he mentions is that the light of Jesus is a guiding light. You know, we ask the question, how do I move forward? And I tell you, um, I'll tell you this, um, it's, my answer is very... Uh, simple. Just get to know Jesus and you'll figure it out. Get to know Jesus. Follow Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus. Listen to Jesus. And if you do, what you're going to find is that your doubts and your fears and your despair, they're going to, they're going to begin to dissipate, uh, as will the darkness. Happens every time. John chapter 1, verse 4, the word gave life to everything that was created, and his life, is what brought light to everyone. Uh, We had a a pastor here for four years by the name of Aaron Fowler. Uh, uh, He left a little over a couple of years. One of his major parts of his job was he was a leader of Celebrate Recovery. Um, And I remember from the first day to the last day uh, that Aaron was here on our staff. He came at a time when I, it was really beneficial to me. I was pretty new in my journey and you know, he had some years of experience, and he would always say, recovery gave me my life back. And it's pretty cool. Recovery gave me my life back. And then when he would talk in a deeper way, um, it was so intertwined with his faith in Jesus Christ, and it was pretty easy to see that it was Jesus who brought his life, uh, gave him his life back. I hear that in the rooms of recovery, too, you know, that I've come, you know, and and I've gotten my life back. That's pretty cool. Um, You know, Jesus um, is life, says John. Jesus is life. Um, And he starts his gospel with life and he ends his gospel with life. We looked at this verse last week. It's John chapter 20, verse 31. Um, You know, what John says is, I've written these things so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah and the Son of God and that by believing in him, you will have life By the power of his name. John says, You want a life that God intends for you, just get to know Jesus. You know, imitate Jesus, fall in love with Jesus, follow Jesus. And I would just suggest um, most of you I know pretty well, but some of you I don't. Um, You know, what do you have to lose? You know, your best efforts have gotten you here, right? Um, Our best efforts, our best thinking has gotten us here. What do you have to lose? John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus himself says, the devil or the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose, says Jesus, is to give you a rich and satisfying life. It's funny. um, Every time that I think I've been uh, in a place where I've got life kind of figured out, Um, I begin operating on my own abilities alone. And I end up back at the same place. Anybody here ever experienced that too? I mean, I end up back off the path and humbled and seeking the light of Jesus. Um, For him to still the chaos and help me see clearly and guide me forward and um, it's a very humbling experience. Um, I think most of the, I think everybody experiences that. Um, I just think that it's kind of us who have this culture of, of recovery and Jesus together that, that helps us realize that, you know, it's just a learning process. Um, you know, the problem is I had hoped to be kind of done learning by now. Anybody ever feel that way? Like, come on. Um, I told you last week that I really realized that I need God's grace and forgiveness as much today as I ever did in my life. Um, Here's the deal. Um, And I'm just kind of speaking this out of my own heart and life experience. It's easy for us to settle in life or some days in our life for a little bit of light and a little bit of darkness, know what I'm talking about? You know, I want you know, Jesus, just give me an, enough light so that I feel kind of secure, but I still kind of want to stay in the darkness a little bit. Um, you know, I want the life that Jesus offers, but I kind of still like to do it on my own or in my own way. Thank you very much. And it's our human tendency when we are um, in a bad and dark place to be all in. You know, then we're all in. Um, You know, save me from myself, God. But uh, then things get a little better and I begin to think, I've got this. I've got this. I don't know if you've ever said those words. Um, I believe that they are the most common words that Satan will speak to people in this church. You've got this. You've got this. Um, Can I just say, it is amazing how much money I have spent talking to my therapist about those three little words. (laughs) Because they apply to a lot of different things in my life. I've got this. And so we learn, you know, (laughs) we learn to keep doing what is bringing light in. Keep doing the things that are bringing light into your life. Keep growing. Keep learning. Don't settle. Let Jesus guide you. So um, I just want to, before we close, want to ask, what part of your life needs light? I'm going to assume that maybe there's part of your life that is in light right now, but some of it's maybe in darkness. What part of your life needs light? Maybe what are you withholding from Christ? What part of your life is still dark? Um, you know, I, the analogy I like to use is I think that a lot of us are really good at the hokey-pokey faith in Jesus. You know, I'll put my right foot in, I'll put my right foot out. Put my right foot in, and once in a while I'll shake it all about. Huh? Now it's going to be in your head all day. It's true, a little bit in, a little bit out. But here's what I want you to know. Um, God knows that, all that about you, and he loves you um, just where you're at. Here's the, here's the thing that we learn about Jesus, is when it comes to you, he is all in, Because he knows that you were created through him in the beginning. That you were created um, in the image of God. A masterpiece by his own hand. Very good. He knows about the darkness, the struggles, the mistakes, the difficulties, the sin. And he still loves you. He's all in. That's what Jesus is about. He came. He suffered. He died on the cross was raised from the dead so that you might have not only the forgiveness of sin, but a restored relationship with God in Christ Jesus because he just loves you so much. There's nothing you can do today. It's going to make him love you more than he did yesterday, my friends. It's true. Nothing you do today is going to make him love you more tomorrow. He loves you unconditionally. Amen.